Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafuah Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Harav Amitai Ben Shoshana, Leah Mincha Baskitel, and Shaul Ben Brita. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated by the Akirov and Shemto families in honor of the Rebbe and the ultimate redemption, the Geulah Mitzvah Shlema. May Hashem bless them and their families with health, happiness, and nachas. This Shabbos is the third of Tamas, Gimel Tamas, which marks 28 years since the passing of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rav Menachem Mendel Schneerson. Traditionally, this is a day of reflection, recommitment, and overall positive action. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Korach, Spark of Light. Our Parsha begins with Korach, a rich and influential man from the tribe of Levi, staging a rebellion against Moshe and his brother Aaron. Together with a few ringleaders, he gathered 250 men and accused Moshe and Aaron of nepotism and power hoarding. They took specific issue with Moshe's appointment of his brother Aaron as the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. Furthermore, they argued that since the Jewish nation were all holy, there was no need for Moshe, or for any person for that matter, to be higher than another and to be their leader. In response, Moshe proposed that they participate in a test the next day. And this would determine who indeed was chosen to be the high priest and the leader. Everyone would bring an incense offering, a Keturus offering in the Mishkan, and God would make his choice known. But Hashem was immensely angered by the nation's association with Korach and wished to destroy them. But Moshe and Aaron prayed on the Jewish people's behalf and the decree was averted. Instead, Hashem made the earth open up and swallow Korach and the rest of the rebels. However, a question comes to mind. The parsha begins with the Pasuk, Vayikach Korach ben Yitzar ben Kahas ben Levi. And now Korach, the son of Yitzar, the son of Kahas, the son of Levi, took himself. But many translate the word Vayikach, and he betook himself, Korach betook himself, because it's not clear what is the Torah referring to. So what did Korach actually take? The Rashbam, Rav Shmuel Bameyer, one of Rashi's grandsons from the 12th century, gives a very simple answer. He writes that the Torah alludes to the fact that it was Korach who took the initiative and began this mutiny against Moshe and Aaron. He approached Dasan and Aviram and convinced them to support and join his rebellion. The Rashbam explains that Karach was very persuasive and influential, and therefore he is individually credited for sparking this revolt. This indicates that much of the unusual punishment was directed at him and his family. However, his grandfather Rashi Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the Torah hints that Karach took himself away from his tribe and congregation. As mentioned earlier, he was a high-level levy, a high-level Leviite who worked around the Mishkan. But the Torah clearly writes that his fellow ringleaders were not from his tribe, but from the tribe of Reuven. Rashi explains that Karach needed to remove himself from his holy tribe, the tribe of Levi, to spread his rebellion. He could not convince or persuade any people from his tribe to join his revolt, and therefore he went to another tribe. The Yorachim HaKadosh Rav Chaim Ibn Attar adds that there were arguments amongst the ringleaders themselves. They argued who would be the ultimate leader if the rebellion was successful. And as you can imagine, Karach wanted that. He wanted to be the predominant leader, but Dasan and Aviram challenged Karach. And they said that since they were from the tribe of Reuven, the firstborn tribe, they also had leadership qualities. 
This means that the unity between the ringleaders themselves was shaky at best, and although they put up a united front, each one was vying for power over each other. The lesson the Orach HaMakadosh learns from here is the significance and value of whom we surround ourselves with. But most importantly, whom do we allow to intellectually and mentally influence us? And this invaluable message rings true today as it did for the last 3,000 years. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rav Menachem Anushnerson, consistently stressed the importance of surrounding ourselves with people who have similar values, because they will motivate us to discover and develop our connection with God and expand our horizons to see and to experience God's oneness and God's unlimitedness. But most importantly, they challenge us to search for light within ourselves and share that light and share that unity and that oneness and that peace of God within you to the entire world. In honor of Gimel Tammuz, take a moment to reflect and recognize the unique perspective that God has bestowed upon you and share that light with your family, with your friends, and hopefully the world. I will end off with a quote of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. If you see what needs to be repaired, then you have found a piece of the world that God has left for you to complete. Have a meaningful Shabbos and a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.